You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another awesome episode of Ask Drone You. My name is Paul, and I'm really, really happy that you are here joining us. If you're listening today for the first time, or it's one of many times, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Because we're here to educate as a community. We're here to learn together and push ourselves forward together. And that's not always easy, but we appreciate you being here. As always, my name is Paul. Yeah, definitely. My name is Rob, and uh, very, very, very glad. That was a lot of varies, but I mean it that you're with us today. We've said it before, we'll say it again, we know that you have a ton of options. I don't even know how many podcasts are out there. Thousands and thousands and thousands. And you spend a little bit of your time on this one. So thank you very much. This is episode 1023. You know, so this is going to be a great episode, guys, because we're talking about how, once again, there are some um, there are some people trying to inhibit someone from doing some drone work. And I just want to say really quickly, I think it's so imperative that as a drone service provider, you have to really train yourself for emotional intelligence. Because while we're talking about how members of the greater community at large, and what I mean by community is just like the United States of America, you're going to run into people who are going to try to inhibit you from flying in one way or another. They're going to be afraid. They're thinking... You're taking pictures of them. They think that they have privacy rights, yet don't understand how much uh, they've given up with their cell phone. Those type of people are going to test your emotional intelligence. But there's another type of emotional intelligence that you'll gain and garnish from practicing your emotional intelligence with those people. And that is the emotional intelligence to deal with your competition. Because, hmm. Rob, I don't know if you've seen this, but even I talked to Vic this week and because a couple of people had said, you know, I'm really worried about Vic. Is, is everything okay with him? And, you know, Vic said, you know, there's a lot of nasty people in the other drone groups on Facebook. He's, he's not talking about the drone you community, but he's saying that they're like the, the competition, the veracity and the things that people are saying to each other is just unreal. And I just want to say, if you're spending time doing that, if you are uh, entertaining those people or you're partaking, how do you intend to grow your business? If you're spending time online bickering with people who have no factor on your company whatsoever, but you're choosing to spend your time there, how do you intend to build systems that are going to get you more business in the future? Because garnishing emotional intelligence by working with people outside of your company is also going to help you deal with personal issues like dealing with competition. Yeah. And you know, the first thing that comes to mind is, uh, and you mentioned that kind of thing doesn't happen. Uh, I know you weren't setting it up for a plug, but the drone community doesn't have that. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One is the way that it's managed and it's just the culture that we've tried to create from the beginning and everybody involved, um, I think buys into that. But I think Interestingly, the kind of folks that behave that way on some of the other in some of the other forums, they're the kind of people that don't want to be in the drone you community because they don't think they need it, right? They think they're better than, they're ad- more advanced than, and so they don't come into our community and if they do, they're not going to be they're not going to last very long. So, it just makes for a really cool environment in the drone you community. Thank you for letting me shout, uh, have that plug. <laughs> but it's just true. It's yeah, just a great group of people. It really is. But we also say, you know, when you join the group like, you know, you, you need to watch your language. This is a place of motivation and inspiration. Well, the other groups say that too, right? It's just they find people that 
Yeah. Don't adhere. That's true. And then I guess they don't police it very well. Anyways, um, you were talking about emotional intelligence relative to competition and the really the world at large that you're going to run into when you're trying to run your business, trying to live life. True. And, I, and one thing I want to say, a lesson that I have recently had to learn as well is not being... Um, motivated by hate and not being motivated by competition. Because what I have learned is that, you know, we have a couple of competitors who literally have started their business by being a DroneU member and then starting a school from there. And while ultimately, now that I'm older, it doesn't worry me at all because I know those people never take it to the depth that we take it to. So I'm not really worried anymore. But for a long time, those people were really a point of motivation for me. And I've learned the hard way that my motivation has to be about, um, it can't be about driven essentially by the negative uh, emotions. It has to be driven more so by positive emotions. So all the time I go through our testimonials and just, you know, people even told me while I was in New York, like I would not be here unless it was for you. And that's Mm -hmm. the type of stuff that really, really drives me. So if you're like me and you're willing to learn about yourself and better yourself, then maybe take it from me on this one and don't be motivated by hate and don't be motivated by bad actors and don't be motivated by your competition because I'm just not sure it's going to get to the place where you really want to be. Here, here. Be motivated by excellence and uh, your heart and your soul and everything else takes care of itself. Yep. But before we go on too much, we're going to go right into today's question, which is what about uh, HOAs trying to inhibit uh, drone flights? And I mean, I'm sure you guys already know what I'm going to say with this, but I'm going to take this in a in a very um, stoic way because I think I need to be a better leader for people in that term and just literally practice how I would go about it. Because whenever you're confronted with someone, the emotions run really, really high. And you have to essentially practice conflict management. And, you know, they do this with police forces and whatnot, where they have someone get in your face, just, ah! And, like, you have to sit there and react to them really slowly. I just yelled in Rob's ear, I'm sorry. But um, I didn't react. He didn't react at all. Like, that's how we should be reacting is literally how he reacted. You know what it makes me think of? I, I, in fact, I was just talking to my kids about this because what you're talking about is something I talk to my kids about a lot, and that is... You need to decide how you're going to handle X before you're ever in the situation of X, right? That's you true. need to be able to answer that now. When it happens, the answer is already done. And and there's a long list of things that that applies to. And so we were just talking about calm and emotional intelligence, and this was at the dinner table. And I was reminding them of the video of Kobe Bryant. Have you seen this? It's the video, I think it's in the playoffs, and I don't remember who's taking the ball out of bounds. But Kobe Bryant is guarding the person that's taking the ball out of bounds. And the guy, like, fakes like he's going to throw it at his face. And Kobe's, like, right there. And he does not even flinch. I am, like, inspired by that. (laughs) I think it's the most amazing thing. For sure. For sure. But it also goes to show how being in a more um, rational state of mind just shows. Like you can just tell he's the bigger person and the other guy is just trying to get at him, get at him, get at him. And that's going to show more about the other person than it's going to show about you. So it just goes to show how important it is to be the bigger person. Anyway, let's get right into today's show. I'm sure uh, there'll be some editing on this one that will cut it short and so you won't know about all that. But anyways, here's the question. 
Hey guys, this is Tristan from South Florida. I'm a real estate photographer and I came across a situation I've never been in before in regards to, I guess you would say, jurisdiction. I was in a community shooting for a new client and as I normally do, I drove down a few houses to launch the drone. When I landed and I was packing up, the homeowners of the house I was in front of came out and they were very, very upset that I was flying and told me it was against the rules of the HOA. This made me think of the question, If I'm in a community where the HOA policies, you cannot fly drones, but federally, there's no reason why legally I'm not, uh, I shouldn't. Who has more jurisdiction? Would I legally get in trouble if I ignored an HOA rule about flying drones? So I don't know if that makes sense uh, or if I'm missing something, but I would definitely appreciate your thoughts. Thank you. Mm. All right. <laughs> Let's see how this. Well, will... first of all, just a couple of things to say really fast because it's when someone comes up to you, they obviously are trying to start a conflict, and their intention is to try to get you to stop doing whatever you're doing. First of all, I know some people, you know, take off a couple a couple houses down the street. Maybe take off from the house next door, or the take off from the road or the uh, public space, like the sidewalk from the house next door, instead of going a couple houses down, because that may m- look more legit. Second of all, we have to remember the rule of sheep, right? Because most people are sheep. The rule of sheep says, and this is according to PJ, the rule of sheep says that sheep will not conflict with you if the sheep perceive that you are not a threat. So as a wolf, we have to put on high-vis vests because if the sheep sees a wolf with a high-vis vest, it's like us saying, hey, we're here. Don't worry about us doing our wolf thing. And all of a sudden it's okay. So really important whenever you are shooting real estate, I think it really helps to put on a high-vis vest because a high-vis vest and a clipboard will literally let you shut down an intersection in Manhattan. (laughs) There's a video on that on YouTube. You can check it out. But if that guy came up to me and he said, you know, you can't fly here, sir, blah, 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 blah. I would say, sir, I greatly understand the fear. I greatly understand the perception that maybe I'm doing something nefarious. I understand the fact that you may think that I'm inhibiting your privacy. And I greatly appreciate the fact that you want to keep yourself and your neighbors safe. At the same time, how do you expect me to believe that the HOA has rules when they cannot actually regulate the airspace? Notice the silence. Cricket. Cricket. You have to have the silence. As soon as you say something after that question, you lose the effect. So you must say it very calm. If 30 seconds go by and the guy doesn't respond to you, just say, sir, do you understand? Maybe don't say that. Sir, the FAA is the only body who controls the airspace. Because if there were other HOAs who didn't understand how the law works, well, then a lot of people would be following rules that don't ever exist. And I don't know about you, sir, but you want to be a man who's educated about the rules, right? That's right. It's just so important mm-hmm. to be just completely calm. And then here, ta- here. tactical empathy. Like, sir, I understand you're concerned. I would be concerned too. But I'm only here to try and help sell someone's, your neighbor's house. And if you want to have them sell it at a decent price to reflect the value of your home, 
you may want to get out of the way of letting me do my job. But that's also very defensive. It's also very kind of aggressive as well. That's why you always have the open-ended uh, calibrated question and say, you know, excuse me, sir, but how do you expect me to believe that when HOA doesn't have the authority to control the airspace? Just very simple. But it's so important to address someone's concerns first. Whether they're being egregious or not, it's just so important to be super, super mellow and calm and just say, like, yeah. I understand why you're fearful. Always starting with tactical empathy is is a good way to go. It's just a good policy to have yeah. in confrontational situations. And I've sure. been confronted before and I've asked these questions before and people have gone dark, blank stares on me. Like, I understand how, how that is. In fact, when we were filming the last part of the Mavic 2 Don't Crash course with all the intelligent flight modes, we were down in Corrales and this lady was like, um, aren't you worried that what you're doing is illegal? And I was like, ooh, open-ended calibrated question. I was like, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, um, not really, ma'am. Would you like to see my, my camera feed so you can see just how wide the, the view is? And she's like, well, aren't you worried about flying illegally? And I was like, well, as an FAA certified operator, pull out my little... Um, you know, FA certificate hanging from my neck. And I said, you know, actually, uh, after checking the airspace, and this is public property, no, I'm not worried whatsoever. And I said, is there something I can do to calm your fears? Because it seems like that there's something on your mind. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I would, I kind of wonder um, if the HOA actually can dictate that you can't take off and land uh, no, they can't the... because they don't own the property. Really? Um, yes. All is right. it is it is it private property that the HOA owns the streets? I don't know. I don't know how that works, actually, to be honest with you. Maybe not. I don't know what the HOA owns. Because I know, like, with my, my parents' um, village in Old Town, mm -hmm. there is one particular street that is like completely private and it's their street, but every other street going into the neighborhood, they like can't control whatsoever. Mm. So also I think it comes down to property rights. I mean, this is where, uh, you know, I wish I had um, a great drone lawyer, preferably not one from Florida um, that could actually answer this. <laughs> Sorry, dig. Um, but preferably answer this question because I think it's something that, again, it's all about airspace. Can they control where you take off and land from? That they'd number one have to own the property. If it is a public street and you can openly drive, you know, in and out of there, then the answer is no. Yeah. If they have it gated off, then I guess you would have to take off from the property that you're filming from, and that solves that problem. But yeah. again, there is no one other than the Federal Aviation Administration that controls airspace. It Absolutely. is that clear. Yeah, and I think that's uh, undeniable and inarguable. I'm, I'm thinking about, what's that? I said my next calibrated question to that guy would be like, how do you expect this house to sell for a decent value if we can't get high-end photos with a drone that help increase the value of the property? Doesn't that help increase the value of your property when you want to sell it? Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, you just had like, uh, this is why I love... Excuse me. This is why I love control freaks. I'm sorry. <laughs> can't I can't help it. But I love control freaks because as soon as you put the fact that the problem, the solution of the problem actually benefits the person that's conflicting with the problem, because that's what you have to do with control freaks. You literally have to say, you have to understand this is in your best interest for this to happen too. And once you do that with control freaks, literally it's one of the best things to get past a lot of BS. Mm. But also I would say 
don't forget the 48 Laws of Power because I think the 48 Laws of Power and the book Never Split the Difference are two books that should almost like, if we had a business negotiation class, I already know the five books that I would like put in order for everyone to read because they kind of intermingle. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, they definitely overlap in terms of a lot of the concepts that are covered. It's just different perspectives and the, and the different perspectives are very helpful. Because, oh, hold on, let me just finish something before you go into this, because one of the laws of power is you never challenge the master. So like, for instance, if this guy was a super control freak and you just realized that no matter what you were going to say, that, you know, he's just still going to battle you. Which you can probably pick up on very quickly. In 30 seconds. Yep. Mm -hmm. Then you would just say, okay, that's fine, sir. Like, you know, whatever. I will leave the front of your property. I would drive around the property 20 minutes later, come back and go two houses down from the property on the other side and fly again. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I'm really curious on this and I kind of actually want to do a little bit more research for y'all because what I do know is that HOAs have more power than I think the average person realizes. For example, if you don't pay your HOA dues, they can put a lien on your house. There are different things that HOAs can do that I think a lot of people would be surprised by if you've not experienced HOAs and you get the wrong retired attorney and they're, they have nothing to do except make you their hobby. <laughs> It's something to at least be aware of. Um, I think at a minimum, I understand taking taking off down the street, but at the at the same time, why not just take off from the house that you're working on and then back out of there, right? Yeah. And then you know you can back step Again, away. And you can typically handle most of these problems by just wearing a high vis vest. And it sounds yeah. stupid, but like no. this is why you have flashers on your car. You wear the high vis vest. People don't ask questions. You don't have to deal with. It's seriously that simple. Yeah. It's all about perception. Like everyone needs to understand that perception is reality and everyone at the top understands this concept so beautifully well. Yeah. And, and so unequivocally, what I will say is that if you took off from outside the HOA boundaries and then flew the house and the property, then you're a hundred percent. Okay. For sure. But then you enact some safety issues, which is why, you know, people are enacting rules to be quote unquote safe and have privacy, but they're in fact doing the May, opposite. It depends on how far away you are from the house, but True. regardless, um, that is I one way. I don't think that's plausible because if they're, if he's in Florida, there's a lot of trees around that house. And Could if be. you're trying to get some shots in the backyard to get like the pool or something, there's just no way that you can do that safely while flying from outside of the HOA. And again, here's the thing, Probably. Rob, I'm going to come back to property rights. If he has permission, from the homeowner to film that house, guess what? Merry Christmas. You, f you fly and take off from that property. If you want to park your car, a house down so it's not in the shots, understandable, but wear a stupid high-vis vest. Yeah. Because guess what? It doesn't matter how you feel. It matters how others feel. And if you make them feel okay without saying a damn word, like wearing high-vis vest, then why not just wear the high-vis vest? I don't think anyone is arguing that they would. I think that people would be happy to wear a high-vis vest because it's going to help you. But you're right. Your feelings are the least important, right? The Sadly. most important feelings are your clients and then the people that you have to help understand that it's okay that you're there. And then maybe you. Mm. Just to recap, tactical empathy, I understand your concerns and you know, I totally understand where you're coming from. Number two, how do you expect me to comply with rules that, that have no legal bearing? And number three, um, don't you want this house to sell for the highest price point possible by utilizing luxury pictures like from the highest end of technology because the house is going to then sell at a higher price point and those comparisons are going to look good on your house when you sell, right? Like you have to follow the formula. Mm -hmm. So For sure. Yeah. Bottom line though is that you would feel comfortable doing it. Right? Yes. Yeah.
Yep. So just so you know, like when someone like that comes out of their house, which this has happened to me before, but when someone um, gets out of their house and does that, like I sometimes just go back and fly for fun again. (laughs) 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 Just to pound the point in, just like your reality is not reality and I'm sorry, but uh, yeah. So it's just those people are just have something to hide or they are innately anti-change. And so that's why I, I'm more persistent with, with, you know, rules. It's just sad because we're in such a divisive period of time. Just people live in their own realities. And I think that uh, one of the things that Chris Voss is very clear about is that tactical empathy can't just be a strategy. It has to be sincere. True. Therefore, you have to be coming to a place where you actually care about the person that you are talking to, meaning you're not just trying to humor them or shut them up, but you have the perspective that that person matters, their perspective matters, even if you think it's the most ridiculous and stupid perspective ever, it matters and you're simply trying to make them feel better and you may or may not be successful, but if you're not sincere, then don't even bother. That's my perspective on that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. That's going to do it for our show today. If you have a question, go to askdroneu.com. And if you're wondering about all these business tactics and more, then you have to understand the DroneU philosophy because we practice what we preach. And if you're ready to take your entrepreneurial spirit further and faster, well, then you've got to be a part of the DroneU community where you have access to a free business course, which is literally tens of hours long that go into very unique pieces of business and negotiation is part is part of it. So I recommend if you Big haven't taken that class, yeah. then you need to take that class. It is free to members. If you're not a member, join today. Just go to DroneU.education. My name is Paul. My name is Rob. This is Ask DroneU. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.